When I think of a vision story, a leader that I think of is Dorothy from Wizard of Oz. She invited them. She helped them understand what was possible if they continued down the yellow brick road. And when they were confronted with these really terrible things like the fireball from the witch and the flying monkeys and all the different, and you know, all the different problems that they faced, what kept them going was their eye on the prize for that glimmering, beautiful emerald building. Hey there, friend. It's Stephanie Krevins, your host of the Hot Mess Hotline, where mid-level leaders learn to think like entrepreneurs. In today's conversation, we are going to dig into why you need more than just a vision statement for whatever change you're trying to push within your team or your organization, and why you need to communicate about seven times by seven times by seven more times than you already are for the changes that you want to see in your team. And you're probably thinking to yourself, well, duh, Stephanie, but I'm going to give you some really tangible tools that you're going to walk away from this episode with so that you can create something that goes way beyond a vision statement and that you know the ways that you need to communicate. Because what I find in my work with leaders is that they tend to think that they're leveraging all of their channels in their company, but I can show you probably three to 10 more that you haven't even thought of. And these are things that you're already doing every single day as a mid-level leader. You know, this global pandemic has created massive change in a short amount of time. And during this season, I'm going to provide you with very tangible leadership and management tools that you can implement right after listening to every single episode so that you and your team can learn the hard lessons of this time, emerge more resilient and focused, and learn to guide your team through change even when there isn't a global pandemic that's forced your hand. And in today's session, we are digging into episode three of six for the first season of the Hot Mess Hotline, where we are continuing the conversation on the eight steps that you need to take every single time you want to lead and guide change. And we are pulling from the expertise of John Cotter and his work through a book called Leading Change, or if you're not into a couple hundred page read, couple hundred page read, he has a shorter article by the same title and name uh, through Harvard Business Review. So check out either one. I found the book to be much more helpful than the article itself, just for very tangible tools. And then we're also going to combine that with my client stories of how they've tried to implement these steps using me as their coach and using their own expertise as a leader to guide their teams and their companies through really amazing results and amazing successes. Right now, you need tools to make sure that the great things that come from this COVID-19 situation stick and that you fix those weaknesses that get revealed too. Let's dig in, friend. I have a master's degree in nonprofit management, and one of the things that you have to study if you're going to be a nonprofit professional is how to create a vision statement and then how to connect that to the rest of the organization's work. And I find the exact same truth in the for-profit world. We need a vision statement, but I think as leaders, we get a lot of things wrong when we try to create one. And the first thing that I tend to see in organizations is that we create vision statements that are full of jargon. And they're for some undetermined amount of time, right? Like we just kind of let it out into the universe that in maybe 25, maybe 50 years, we're going to solve some really big, hairy problem. 
And so it's just, it just doesn't create enough for your employees to latch onto, to understand why it's so important to stay focused on this vision that may or may not happen in 25 years. There's nothing to, to connect with to create urgency, which as we learned in, in the last episode, that's step number one to making change happen. So something that we think might happen in 25 years isn't enough for all of us to stay connected to. On the other end of it, I've been studying the EOS methodology and the book Traction is super popular. There's awesome, awesome resources in there, but there's one that I took issue with. And he said that vision statements need to be between, I think, three and 11 or three and eight words. So super pithy, super powerful. I disagree, my friend. I think we need vision stories that have a very firm timeline to it. And that's 10 years. In the research that I've done, powerful visions and amazing things can happen in 10 years. You know, in the personal development world, there's a saying that we often underestimate what we can accomplish in three, five, 10 years and overestimate what we can do in one year. And I've found that to be true for my own self, for my own company and for my clients. And so just digging into the research about what makes an, an effective vision statement for ourselves personally and for our companies and for our teams it seems that 10-year mark is just far enough out to be slightly beyond our fingertips, but close enough that we can see it, right? When you're 35, you can picture being 45. When you're 45, you can picture being 55. But when you're 35, you're like, oh, 70s, you know, 70s down the way. I don't need to worry about that. I don't need to work out now to protect, you know, myself from heart disease when I'm 70. Just as human beings, I'm not sure we exactly have the capacity to think that far ahead. So that 10-year mark is really, really important. And I'm going to say we need to get rid of the vision statement. I don't think it's effective. Of course, you're going to need easy ways to communicate the vision story. but we do that through multiple messaging opportunities. We do that through communicating through multiple channels. We don't do that through one singular statement. I just don't think it gets the job done. And so when you think about a vision story, you've got to think about the story arc, right? Like what makes something so compelling that you want to listen to it? It gives you goosebumps. You want to follow up on it. And that's a story arc that we're already so used to and that we experience through the media that we consume, through movies, through a really good book that you just don't want to put down. You know, when you think about the success of Pixar, the reason Pixar has been so successful is that, that they have taken the story arc and really amplified it and created amazing movies that just that just get us drawn in and that we watch over and over again because of the way that they've been able to craft a story arc. And so what's in a story arc? Probably learned this in high school, hasn't re haven't revisited it since unless you're in the marketing world. But a really great story has characters. Who are the people involved? Who are the people doing the work? And in your case at your company and your team, everybody plays a role in the change that you all want to see in 10 years. What's the setting? What's the setting now? What's the setting in 10 years? How is it going to be different because of the way your company and team contributed? What's the plot? What's the action? What's going to happen? What's the background that we need to know? And then ultimately, a really great story has conflict. And so one of the reasons that our teams become complacent and don't push for change is that things are too easy. 
We're not having enough hard conversations. A really great vision is going to remind people of the conflict and what's at stake if we do not change our behaviors. And then your vision story is going to talk about a resolution. And that is the key, key way that your company contributes to this big problem in the world. What I love about a vision story is it points to what can you do? What can your team do? What can your company do to change your part of the world? For those of us who embrace our missions and our visions, we know that we're not here to save everybody. We're not here to save the world. We're not here to save our company. We're here to do our part in the process. None of us can save. That is not our job as human beings but we can play our part. We can step up our game. We can take responsibility for how we show up and what we follow through on. That's how the vision comes to life. And a really great vision story helps everyone understand that. And of course, when you're creating your vision story, it's going to be backed by data. It's going to have trend analysis in it. It's going to look at past revenue and expenses. It's going to look at future revenue expenses. It's going to look at trends in your industry. It's going to look at your trends in people management. That's going to be in there. But most people don't connect with data. They connect with story. So we take that data, we wrap it up into a storyteller's wrapper. And friends, there are consultants out there, there are professional storytellers that can help you with this. They are magical in their craft. If you're looking for a resource for that, please reach out to me. I have one in my back pocket here in Indianapolis. I just think she's just the bomb.com and um, would be happy to pass along your name. Totally just aged myself with bomb.com, didn't I? Oh Lord, bear with me, friends. And so with this vision story. It's not going to be easy to create. It's going to feel messy. It's going to feel hard. It's going to feel like you're arguing over something that's really, really important, but at the same time, not that important. But this is the foundation for the change that you're seeking to make. And as a mid-level leader, don't wait on your company to create a clear vision story. If you don't have one, I want you to take up the mantle and make it happen for your department. Wrestle with this with your team so that you can come up with a really compelling vision to rally everybody around on a consistent basis. When I think of a vision story, a leader that I think of is Dorothy from Wizard of Oz. Now, bear with me. Y'all remember watching it growing up. It was on TV every Easter, right? And the magical moment when she opens the door from her little gray house into the colorful land of Oz. I'll just, I'll never forget that. Just such a wonderful metaphor for life sometimes. But when I think about Dorothy as a leader and the way she was able to rally the scarecrow and the lion and the tin man around her cause of getting to, to the Wizard of Oz to help them to solve their problems, you know, she didn't, she didn't act like a dictator, right? She wasn't an authoritarian who said, guys, you have to come with me. Uh, you have this problem. He's going to solve it. Follow me now. This is what we're going to do. She wasn't like that. She invited them. She helped them understand what was possible if they continued down the yellow brick road. And when they were confronted with these really terrible things like the fireball from the witch and the flying monkeys and all the different, and you know, all the different problems that they faced, what kept them going was their eye on the prize for that glimmering, beautiful emerald building. 
She also didn't micromanage them. Guys, in order to get to the Wizard of Oz, we have to take one step after another. We can only stay on the yellow brick road. Don't look too far to the left. Don't look too far to the right. Keep your head down. Focus on brick by brick by brick. And make sure you walk in a straight line. Nobody likes that either. Would they have gotten there? Probably. Would they have had any fun and developed their relationship and trust along the way? Probably not. So when you think about communicating your vision story, make sure that it has a way for everyone to be involved so that it's not you giving marching orders and it's not you telling them every single step along the way. Because here's the thing, here's the trap that leaders fall into. You think because you have the title, you have all the answers. You think because you have the title, you know exactly how this vision is going to go down. Well, if you know exactly how this vision is going to go down, it's not visionary enough. Because we don't have all the answers. We don't have it all figured out. Nobody does. We figure it out along the way. That's why execution is way more important than a, than a strategy written on a piece of paper. So when you think about this vision story, make sure that it gives you goosebumps. It's emotionally compelling. It connects with your head and your heart. It needs to be focused and detailed enough to paint a picture, but not so detailed that it seems rigid. And this is an overarching guideline. You'll only know it when you see it. You'll know that it feels focused. You'll know that it's detailed enough to paint a picture, but not detailed enough that it seems rigid. You know, friends, I've seen way more really bad vision statements than I have good ones, so I don't have great suggestions here, but it's just part of the process you've got to work through. Your vision story has to be easy to communicate. Can you put it out on all of the communication channels in short form, medium form, long form, and the message gets across? And make sure you're using plain language. The more jargony words you have, the more it's going to be misunderstood. And the more it's going to, the power of it's going to get diluted as you try to work through it or work towards it rather. So make sure you're using plain language that resonates across education levels, across departments, and across people. No one wants another vision statement that says we're going to synergize our strategy to take over our industry and be the best in class. That says nothing, my friends. It needs to be way more powerful than that. So there's some food for thought as to why a vision story is way more powerful than a vision statement. Let's take a break and we'll come back and talk about communicating that vision story. This season of the Hot Mess Hotline is brought to you by my Change Management Crash Course. This program is for the busy mid-level leader who needs to pivot out of this COVID-19 hot mess by creating new business results with an even stronger team. Go to changecrashcourse.com don't wait to become the pro troublemaker you've always wanted to be. All right, you've worked with your team to create a really awesome vision story. You all are inspired to put in the hard work to make it happen. Now, how do you bring along others? Well, you've got to communicate it. I was, I was in a coaching session with an IT leader just a couple of weeks ago, and he was feeling frustrated because his team had yet to pick up one of their new core values and, and live it out with the behaviors that they had designed. And so I said, all right, how have you communicated it? And he listed off two or three things. And I was like, well, that's why. You've only communicated it in two or three ways, two or three times. 
that is just simply not enough. For anyone listening who's in marketing, you know that for a message to land and for people to take action, they've got to see it a minimum of seven to 12 times before they're even going to really retain anything they've seen. The same is true when we're trying to get our people on board to change their behaviors for a new vision, for new results, for new behaviors. This is just how it works to be human. This is just how it works to lead a team of people who are human. So what I made him do was I made him create a list of seven ways to communicate with this team for this new value. And at four, he got really stumped. And I rattled off three more that I just knew that he could do based on what I knew about his company. And he was like, oh yeah, duh. And I was like, yeah, duh. This is way easier than we think it is. We just kind of get in our head that we only communicate in formal ways and that involves email and meetings. And there are so many different ways that you as a leader are always communicating. You've just got to make sure you reframe them around the vision story and you're going to knock this out of the park. You know, communication comes in the form of words, body language, and actions. And so I'm going to list off a few of the tools that I think you might have at your company. And then you're going to need to come up with some more that are tailored exactly to your situation. But here are the typical ones that I see. And I want you to use these tools at your disposal to share and repeat the message. So I want you to think about seven tools, seven messages about the vision story, repeated seven times. If you think this is hard, try not actively or proactively communicating and trying to make up for it on the back end because the stall out on your project is even more frustrating, especially when you put in so much good work to create that vision story and create a plan for how that's going to happen. And then for it to stall out because you're not communicating enough, that should be unacceptable. And it's an easy fix actually, because you need seven ways to communicate, seven messages, and repeat it seven times. So here are some of the ones I typically see with my clients, and I know you have more, but I just want to remind you of all the ways that you have to communicate. So you might have a company newsletter, printed or e-news. I've got a company that I work with. They do a Tuesday news day to keep folks up to speed. As a leader, you might think about doing a once a week communication, especially just a, a little video and connect it to the vision for the change that you're trying to push and celebrate the hard work that you're seeing that, that is connected to that vision. If you have an IM service that your company uses, you know, like Google Hangouts, Slack, there's so many really great ones out there. Make sure you're pushing out messaging through that IM service in casual, everyday ways, as well as formal ways. If you have a peer recognition um, process or product that you use, you know, Motivosity is out there. There's so many different ones, but, and even just informal ways that you recognize each other or share gift cards or give gifts or, or notes of thanks, whatever that is, make sure as a leader that you're recognizing team members when they are working towards or living out that future vision that y'all are working for. Of course, you're going to use your meetings, both large scale and small scale, to communicate the vision. And think about how it needs to get integrated into every single meeting that happens within your department and within your company. When I worked for the Catholic Church, there was a, a bishop that we heard of in another state. It was either Michigan or Washington. Bear with me. I forget that detail. But he made every single staff person in every single staff meeting put at the top of their agenda, what are we doing to serve the poor and the vulnerable through our work today? 
And you know what happened with that diocese? They were known for serving those who were poor and vulnerable because it was a focus, because it was at the heart of their work in every single meeting. You can do the same thing with your vision and the change that you're seeking to make. Don't forget to use posters, break rooms. Uh, a lot of companies now have TVs up that convey benefits, benefits information and other HR-related items. Use that to communicate your vision story too. There's no reason why you can't have messaging up there. And make sure when you're sharing the vision that it's a two-way conversation. So you're asking for feedback. You're asking for folks to mirror back what they're hearing to make sure that you're communicating with clarity and to make sure that they're thinking through how they're participating in that vision. One of the best ways that you can make sure that this vision gets communicated is by managing by walking around. So once we can all be back together somewhat safely and you have your social distancing norms set up in your workplace, make sure that you're visible and that you're, you're popping into people's office. Just, you know, ask them about, hey, what are you working on this month? And, you know, you know our big picture vision in 10 years is, is X, Y, and Z. How is what your priorities are this month contributing to that? oh, that's awesome. You know, what, what do you think you could up your game in to make that happen so that what you're working on now connects even more directly with that? I'd love to hear your thoughts. Or, you know, we've got this vision statement up on the, on the TV, on, up on the digital billboard here. You know, what are you thinking about today about what, what could be possible next quarter to make that vision even more likely? Just asking people questions about their thoughts in kind of an informal, everyday, conversational way, really brings it to life and reminds people how important it is to stay focused on that 10-year success mark. To not get caught up in the day-to-day and let that just be the norm, but instead make sure that that vision story is the norm for their work. And then use social gatherings as informal ways to bring it up, as fun ways to celebrate what you're all working towards. If you're having an ice cream social, if you're having a happy hour, there's one organization here in Indianapolis, they actually set up a bar um, within their central lobby that all employees walk by. And so it has beverages of all kinds and people are always welcome to have meetings there within reason, of course, and everyone's reasonable. But you know, that's an informal way to make sure that the vision is shared. You know, if you, if you have some kind of gathering place for coffee or beer or wine or the ping pong table or the kegerator, whatever it is, you have little signs up that remind people of what they're working towards. You have a leader who comes out there and just strikes up casual conversations while you're all getting coffee together. Really easy ways to make sure that you're thinking through all the ways the messaging needs to be delivered in order for it to stick. And of course, the assumption behind this is that you as a leader, you've got to have patience to communicate this more often than you think that you do or more often than you think that you need to. Because we all just have a variety of priorities in our head. We all, you know, chances are everyone's kind of thinking through their day. They've got issues at home that they're dealing with. So to have our attention span spread so thin is the reality of most modern work cultures. If you want your people to do something really great together, you've got to remind them and you've got to do it more times than you think that you should. So friends, those are my tips for communicating your vision story and getting beyond the vision statement. As you go about the rest of your day, I want you to think through what are the seven tools you have to communicate where your team is headed in the future? 
Now, write down on a piece of paper, plan them out. How are you going to use those seven tools with seven messages and repeat it seven times? Get it booked out, just like a marketing manager would book out their social media posts. You can do the same thing with your employee communication. All right, friend, that's our conversation on why a vision story is much more impactful than a vision statement and how you as a leader need to communicate seven by seven by seven. And in the next episode, we're going to cover how you might be holding your team back from actually creating change and how to create meaningful short-term wins and why you should for all of your change initiatives, both, both big ones and small ones. Here's my last request of you, friend. Subscribe wherever you're listening, share this with another leader at work, and sign up for more weekly straightforward leadership tools at stephaniecrevins.com forward slash blog. All of these options, as well as how to get Cotter's book, are in the show notes. We'll talk soon, friend. Mm-hmm.